sound good? Alex is tall. You want me to? I'm using his because this. Okay. Sorry, guys. I like this one. It's big. It has all my stuff. That's fine. It's fine. I can use this one if I don't break this face. Don't start recording yet. Are you recording? Oh, no. <laughs> Why? Okay. Sorry, guys. While we get situated. Um. I love how the Holy Spirit is so awesome because I feel like the things that are on my spirit and like Holy Spirit wants me to say, like Kalani already says it, it's so awesome like how you don't need to be verbal to be for the spirit to work Amen. and it's, it's just so awesome. And my, my sermon title is called, unless you can think of a better one, Cassie, He Will Never Leave You Nor Forsake You. Amen. And I wanted to start in the book of a uh, Deuteronomy is so awesome because I, I was like, what is that verse? Like, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And it's in Deuteronomy, or at least one of them. I'm sure there's plenty. And this, we know that it's, it's Old Covenant, right? And it's, um, so it's Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And I think it's time as Christians, I want to encourage you and I don't want to condemn you um, or, or be um, a negative Nancy or anything. But I know for me, so the Israelites wandered around the desert for 38 years. I'm 39 years old and I feel like I've been a Christian for a really long time, but I feel like a good part of that, I was wandering around in the desert. You know, yes, I was in ministry. Yes, I was raising a family. I was trying to be a good wife, you know, doing all the things that I thought I should have been doing and I, it was good and right but I was like I felt like I was so on the fence and I didn't even know I was on the fence <laughs> till I got off the fence and now I'm just I want to stay lit so I want to encourage you guys that sometimes we just need to go and occupy the land right there's Joshua and Caleb we need to be them we need to be Caleb shaking his head yes <laughs> Our sons are named Joshua and Caleb. It's kind of funny. And they turned out to be best friends. We think that's so cool. But yeah, they had faith. They were like, let's do this. We can do this. And with God at your side, what can't you do? He's just so, so good all the time. And then I want to read um, Psalm 139, 8. And I'm going to start at 1, yeah, 139, 1 through 8. And this is David. We know that he's had a lot, probably more problems than most people <laughs> he wanted they wanted him Saul wanted him dead right he was jealous of him how many times did he try to kill him and God just made an escape for him every single time but so this is one of his psalms it says oh Lord you have searched me and known me you know my sitting down and my rising up you understand my thought afar off you comprehend my path and my lying down for there is not a word with all my ways for there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. And again, Old Testament, we know that we have the mind of Christ, right? Something to think about. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, be behold, you are there. Just want to, I want to read some of Dake's notes. And we were talking about on Wednesday, if you guys have an opportunity to come on Wednesday, I really want to encourage you to do that. 
some of our best conversations about God, I think, are on Wednesday when we're done with practice and we just get into God because he's so good and he's such a great, it's the best topic you can talk about. But I love how Pastor Kalani really taught me that, you, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you're hearing someone and you know they're Christian, take the good, strain it, you know, don't just, I would just shut something down because I was like, oh, I don't believe in that. I feel like it's not biblically sound and I wouldn't listen. And what I would do after he told me that, I would listen. I would, I would say, okay, I don't agree with this, but I've learned so much, this, this, and this from that specific unnamed minister. We won't name names. <laughs> so anyway, I have a Dake's Bible. You guys probably know I take a lot from it. I'm not going to read all his notes, just some of his notes, because it's really, really, really cool to me. And I'm, it's a good thing Pastor Alex isn't here because I'm ripping off <laughs> from Pastor Alex. And if you haven't heard, last week's message, I think it was God's will and my happiness. Stop listening to this and listen to that one because <laughs> it's so, it was so, so good. So Dake's note, anyway, sorry, I get sidetracked. In what sense is God in hell? In the same sense that his presence is everywhere. His presence is felt in all parts of the universe. No man can escape his presence. I just want to leave that there because he said so many times, once you become a Christian, and once you say, yes, God, he is faithful, and that's one of the verses I'm going to read, that he is faithful even when we are not. He loves us so, so very much, and I just want to encourage you with that, and um, I wanted to talk about John 6, 6, which is interesting because I always get it confused with John 6, 6, 6, <laughs> and it's neat. Like, I know, you know, all, all Bible is, is Holy Spirit inspired, and I think this is just my personal opinion, maybe I shouldn't say, but I think the numbers even, like the, the number of man, 666, it's so interesting to me that this verse is talking about going off and following man, because we know that what that leads to, right? Death, destruction, no life. Jo Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly, we know that. So anyway, oh, and I wanted to, so John 6, Oh, but this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Oh, that's Jesus talking. See, I always do that. Feeding the 5,000, John 6, 6, 6. <laughs> yes. From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked with him no more. Because remember when he was talking about no one can come through me. Um, no one can come through the Father but through me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And then he asked his 12, he said, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter asked him, he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Sorry, if I'm reading more verses, I didn't give to Cassie. I'm so sorry. And then Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the 12, and one of you is a devil? So just remember, obviously talking about Judas, because Judas made that conscious choice to turn away from him and to follow him no more. And it makes me emotional because we, Karina and I, have had <laughs> in-depth conversations about Judas and how there could have been salvation, you know, for him too. And maybe there was. We don't know. We don't know his heart. Um, but yeah, so I want to talk about four things that Peter was sure of and that you should be sure of, right? For one, there's nowhere else to go to, right? Jesus is the truth. He is the truth. There's no other truth besides him. Jesus alone had the words of eternal life. He was eternal life. He came to give life and more abundantly. He was the Christ. He was the Messiah, the chosen one, right? The one that they were waiting for. 
and Jesus was the son of the living God. So that's something to think about, that we need to think and really, I don't know if meditate's the right word or just get that in, you know, our spirit as, so, as some would say, but he is, he's the only answer. You know, in children's church, when they ask a question, the kids are like, Jesus, 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 every answer. It's true. He is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and life. But it, so anyway, Romans 8, 38 through 39, I wanted to read to you guys. This is Paul speaking. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't have a lot of time to, like, research this. I believe he's been to heaven um, before, like, it was acceptable to say I've been to heaven. <laughs> So he knew, like, he knew more than most about the spiritual realm, right, that was here before anything else. So he says, if he says something, I'm, I tend to believe him, because he says, well, I'll back up. So verse 35, if you want to go there, Romans 8, 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all those things, this is 37, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other living, any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ our Lord. And I wanted to read the... Um, it's up there in NIV because I liked it a little better. And I'll just read 38. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, ne neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's so neat because we can say that we're redeemed. Like the angels can't say that. I know I've talked about it before. It's kind of, it was kind of one and done for them, right? They messed up, but we can mess up so many times, and if we can always just choose to look at Jesus again and again and again, and he'll always be there to take us by the hand and say, it's okay, you know, there's forgiveness, there's no shame, because our shame is undone in him, and it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. So John, I have John 10, 28 through 30, back to John. And I'm using New King James. Yeah, I think I said that, but that last one was an NIV. 28-30. And he says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So this is, again, I want to encourage you, if you're a Christian, it's so comforting to me when you think, oh, I messed up. There's no way that there's forgiveness for whatever that was. There is. Don't think that way. And if you're not a Christian, oh, my goodness, you want to be. <laughs> there is no, nothing more exciting. Nothing, nothing comes close than following God and doing what he says. Nothing's more exciting to me than being filled with the Holy Spirit and, and just having revelation and just that deep, relationship that only he can give there's there's nothing else like it so i want to go to uh second timothy 2 13 and sorry i should have put tabbies on here but they changed my bible different colors so i don't like it 
the verse, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. I love that because that's his character. That's who he is. He cannot deny being faithful and being loved and being just. That's also, you know, very much part of it. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, we, we mess up. We can choose. We have free will. He loves us so much that he gave us free will to choose him and just, you just want to choose him. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. And then I have 2 Timothy 11 through 13. Sorry, I don't even remember what these were. Please, no. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 2 Timothy 2, 11 through 13. So I'll just read it again, what I read, backtrack a little bit. So 11, this is the faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall reign with him also. If we deny him, he will deny us. And again, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And I think it's neat. I think I put this on my Facebook, I don't know, a little bit ago, that Christians say, oh yeah, I'm willing to die for Christ. You know, I'll do that. I, I would. And I believe them. They probably would. And that's well and good. But will you live for Christ? Will you take up your cross every day and live for him and just tell people about him? Because that's why we're still here, right? Otherwise, we would have blasted off, you know, to heaven and it would have been all good. But we're here to tell people, you need to know Jesus. It's just so important. And if you don't think you're equipped for that, I mean, I'm standing right here. If you guys knew me 15, 20 years ago, I had trouble going into my church and just small talking with people. I, when I would sign my kids in, my face would get bright red. Like, it was bad. So being here and being able to be recorded, that's a testimony of the power that he's, he's placed in me, truly. So anyway, Hebrews 2, 7 through 11 is my last verse. And then I'm going to go ahead and read chapter 4 of Hebrews to you. I think we have time because it's, I like it. Hebrews 2, 7 through 11. You have made him, is that right? Yeah. I wonder, okay, sorry. You have made him a little lower than angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor, and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But we know we do not yet see all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste a death for everyone. For it was fitting for him who are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sacrifices and those who are being sanctified are all of one, which, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Okay, now reading this, I don't know why I put this in here, but we'll go with it. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. Um, that's 213. I'm trying to figure out why I put that. Let's just go to Hebrews 4. I'm not sure. But the, the point was the promise of rest. Oh, it was 3. 3. Sorry, I wrote that wrong. 313. I don't know. I'm so lost. So let me go to... <laughs> Hebrews 3, 10, 11, it says, Therefore I was angry with that generation and said, They will always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my oath, they shall not enter my rest. So I want to encourage you, that's, that's the world, right? We're, we as Christians, we're supposed to enter in his rest. A lot of like what um, Pastor Alex was talking about, when we try to make perfect 
his already perfect work. We're doing it in our own strength. It doesn't, it doesn't always end well. Oh, this is it. Okay, failure of wilderness wanting. Hebrews 3, 16. For who have having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom he was angry 40 years? Was it not for those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to, tho- to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter rest because of unbelief. So again, for 40 years, like they could have went straight there. It was pretty, pretty straight cut, right? They could have been there a lot quicker. Moses could have seen it. It could have been, you know, all good for a while. But they chose through their disobedience and their unfaithfulness and their doubt, really, to just, you know, wander around and, and not, not take the land, right? So the promise of rest, chapter 4. Therefore, since the promise re- remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard it did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Talking about you guys, right? For he who believed do not enter that rest as he has said, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place that shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today after such a long time it has been said, Today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for people of God, for he who entered his rest has also ceased from his works of God as did from his. Um, there, let us therefore be diligent to enter the, that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So I just want to encourage you guys today and like a lot like what Kalani was saying God I was pondering this in my heart this morning it's so crazy awesome God gave us mothers to show us his unconditional love because who can love you more than your own mother besides you know God so that was definitely an awesome awesome thing for today and I want to encourage you to go ahead and trust in him with whatever you're facing, he knows. He knows what you're facing. And if you just put it in his hands, it's going to work out a lot better than if you try to do it yourself and, and, and mess things up. So anyway, I hope you guys got something out of that. I love you. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs>